see what points are being made without the other gender being present. The goal is to get a clear understanding on how each other thinks. These bills don't tell the truth, and sometimes some people don't like it or they can't handle it, but that's just the way it goes. I don't mean to take things personally. We're not the only ones that, that, that think the way we do. There's a lot of men out there that just feel like they're not being heard. You know, we're not hating on anybody. We just tell them, you know, straight from the giddy up. That's just how it is. We can solve this, you know, by making better choices. And for the people who just want to strictly get their freak on, no problem. 13-13, pass it. What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to this What Men Think series here on the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And thanks for coming back to listen to the continuation of the previous podcast. Let's get right to it. All right. So the fifth component of manhood is for a man to be a visionary. Jonathan, back with you, man. What does it mean for a man to be a visionary? All right, so based on the way I know that I'm going to respond to this question, I'm going to be really honest here. I'm going to look at it from a personal perspective. Out of respect and not wanting to offend anybody or what their beliefs may be, I'm going to speak solely for me. To me, when it comes to me being a visionary, it's about me having received a vision from God. It's not only a vision that I got from God, but it's one that I accepted and something that I pursue every single day. It's not a vision that I got from culture, not a vision that I got from society or even from my own imagination. For me, the most important thing is for me to be able to see what is it that God intended for me to do while I'm here on this earth. I need to have a clear understanding, a clear inclination of what the end, the destination, or that objective that he's given me is. Me personally, I know that God doesn't allow me to see all the way at the end of the finish line. For me, it's on an assignment to assignment basis. So being a visionary is me being able to know what is it that I'm being called to do right now in this season of my life and potentially going forward. So that is what it really means for me to be a visionary is I have to have a clear vision on when I wake up in the morning, what am I doing? How am I improving? How am I becoming a better individual? And what am I doing enabling other people to do the same thing? So for me, that's what I would say. All right. So Javon, um, being a visionary means to be a planner. That, that's how Jonathan just explained it. You have to be a planner, have a strategy. Doesn't that mean to constantly seek knowledge if you're going to be a visionary? It does, but at the same time, I, I need you to understand that I feel that I'm a visionary. I think that I'm a creative, and I think that creativity goes with the visionary prospect, but at the same time, I'm a terrible planner. And so and Q will let you know. I've, I've let it be known on my shows as well. I'm terrible planning it. got me in so much trouble, but I, I'm also quick and adaptive to where I can – my life would be easier if I planned it out better, but it's just not something that I was able to really catch on to. So, yes, uh, be a planner, be a visionary, um, be better than where I am, man. Be better. But I, I, I will admit humbly 
that I fell in this area heavily because as much of a visionary as I feel that I am and as much of a creative as I am and as much as I try to, to, to take over the world, if you will, like Pinky and the Brain, I am absolutely terrible at the planning aspect. But let me turn this around as a positive as if I was in an interview. At least it's something that I recognize about myself and something that I'm working on. And I think that us as men have to realize where in this strategy where we're weak and put together uh, an effort. See, I almost said put together a plan, but if you're a bad planner, how are you going to plan to be a better planner? You're bad at it. <laughs> so what you have to figure out is where Jonathan's program is so that you can go and listen and get strategies on being better at, at this aspect of it. So that's where I'm going to encourage those who are like me that if, if you're failing in any of these areas, to seek out a way to improve. Number one, you got to admit you have a problem. Admit that you have a weakness and turn that weakness as best you can into a strength. And once us men start doing that more consistently, being more honest with ourselves, then I think that we uh, will be able to have a, bro- a better brotherhood as a collective. And to add to that, huh? speaking as somebody who personally years ago used to be terrible at planning, uh, I can totally relate to what Javon just stated. And people look at where I am today and they see how organized I am and how much of a quote-unquote good planner they perceive me as. And I honestly know that it's not because of me. It goes back to what we're talking about here right now, vision. The only time that that area of my life, planning and strategizing, the only way that that became better is once I had a clear vision on what it is that I'm doing. And for me, like I said, I break that down simple. It's not some quote-unquote vision from God with angels falling from the sky. No, it's as simple as understanding what is my assignment right now. And if I can simplify it even more, how am I getting better? So to Javon's point, using that as an example, if you realize that you're a person that struggles in the area of planning, then that can be something that you take on as I want to improve in this area of my life. And then you figure out what is it that I need to do in order to just improve by 1%. I recently read a book called Atomic Habits, and what that book talks about is just being able to improve by 1% every single day. It kind of goes back to what I was telling you earlier, Javon, when it comes to like looking at the success of a relationship or the success of the ability to cultivate. We don't necessarily have to go for 100%. You know, I definitely am not an overachiever. So for me, I'll take what I can get. If I can improve by just 1% every day, then that's what I aim to do. And then I know people are often asking, well, how do you do that? I think that you have to recognize how success is fostered and fostered, excuse me. Success is fostered simply by your daily habits. If you do not have habits in place that are allowing you to become better in certain areas of your life, particularly those areas that you feel are weak points that you want to improve in, then that's the place to start. Figure out what habit can I implement that will help me to improve just a little bit every day. It may just be doing something for five minutes. Let's say, for example, you want to get better on planning. You may say, oh, well, I heard about this book. I can go, if you like to read books, you go buy the book or you go buy the audio book. And don't even commit to reading a whole chapter or reading a bunch of stuff. Just sit down and say, hey, I'll commit to five minutes a day. And just take it incrementally. So that would be my action step to anybody out there who has a desire to develop as a planner or a strategist is just improving a little bit day by day. Like don't try to pile too much on your plate at once. 
and that's part of then Jonathan that twenty one ninety rule, right? To where if we're talking about just daily getting that or daily that one percent, then it's what is it, twenty one days to make something a habit and ninety days to make it a permanent lifestyle change. So once we get into the habit of improving ourselves, then the the more we do it, the more comfortable we get at it. And what is it, three months later, it's a permanent change in your lifestyle. So that's something that thanks to this conversation that I'm about to start implementing now. It's just that 1% daily trying to improve my planning, the planning aspect of my life so that it does become a permanent habit and some a permanent habit. That's ridiculous. Something that becomes and, a habit and then becomes a permanent lifestyle change. And something that I would add to, to that just to help you, since that is something that you're going to commit to doing, and for anybody else out there that's listening, this is a little quote-unquote uh, I guess you could say secret or a tip or hack or however you want to um, categorize it, but don't try to directly change the area that you want to improve in. I know that sounds counterintuitive, right? Most people are like, well, hold on, I want to become a better planner or want to become a better strategist, like I need to attack that in particular. Well, actually, no, because if innately you have no desire to do any of those things, then it's going to be extremely difficult for you to establish new habits directly around that. What you need to do is figure out what is something that you're doing right now that you're passionate about, and this is where vision ties into it. If you have a vision, there's a goal that you want to accomplish. Let's say, for example, with your shows, Javon, because this is how I develop better planning and and strategic abilities by the grace of God, is I was committed to the Right to Real Love Radio podcast when I started it. I wanted it to be better than the podcast that I had done previously, and it meant that I needed to start from scratch. The first thing that I did was I realized that, hey, I may have been podcasting for close to four or five years, but I'm going to act like I don't know a thing about it. Let me start as a beginner. Let me figure out what I need to learn in order to be successful at what I'm planning to do going forward. And because of my passion and my commitment and my dedication and the vision that I had in mind for the podcast, by default, I began to work on those traits. I wasn't directly focusing on becoming a better planner or a strategist. It just happened because I had a vision in front of me, and those qualities were required in order for me to succeed in that area. So my suggestion to you is determine, identify, or find an area in your life where you are extremely passionate about or that you may already be in pursuit of, and as you work on improving in that aspect of your life every single day, I promise you those those areas of your life that aren't the strongest will be strengthened, especially if they come into play with what you're doing. And if you're a podcaster or somebody that has different shows, then by all means, like planning and strategizing is a part of being effective and successful. So by default, even if it takes a little bit longer than some other people, you'll start to improve in those areas. Man, it's amazing that my listeners are getting all this for free. Oh, man. I <laughs> You can't beat it. And one thing I will say about you, Javon, regardless of how you feel as a planner, man, you're always prepared. And there, 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 there I think, is where um, you should be proud of, man, because you're, you're never off guard. So That's good. But, all right. So let's move on to the last component. Component number six of being a man is being a leader, a trendsetter. And I know, Javon, you kind of alluded to this earlier back when we were talking about being a teacher and you said, you know, leading by example, so to speak. But Javon, what does it mean to you for a man to be a leader? Man, I think that everything that we have talked about in this 
interview today goes into this last component. You are a leader when you are a teacher, when you are a provider, when you are a support system. You are a leader when you are doing the things that you are, that, that, that you're walking that walk and you're talking that talk, that you are strong mentally, emotionally, and that you're providing strength to those around you. I think that you are a leader when you're, like you said, when you're being that trendsetter, when you are making sure that you are holding yourself accountable and you're being capable in everything that you're doing, that you are being honest with yourself, that you are looking at the, the things around you and trying to find out ways to improve it, to improve yourself, to improve your lifestyle. These are all about, these are things that, that leaders do, that real leaders do. I'm going to get just semi-political, and then I'm going to um, just touch it for a second, then I'm going to walk away. Uh, we have a person in office right now, and let me know if I'm going to be too political cue, and I can shut up right here. But we have a person in office right now that is the epitome of what it means to be a type of leader. What do, what do you mean, Javon? I, I'm not saying that he's not a leader. He is, by title, a leader, he's leader of the country. And he has those around him who he does not listen to. He goes and, and acts impulsively, but, and then uh, he never wants anyone to correct him. Now, that is a type of leader. It's not the type of leader that you as a man want to be, though. It, it's not hopefully going to be proven a successful type of leadership in the next few months, November. Please go and vote. What I will say, though, that you can learn a lot from his leadership style, and you can say, is that who I want to be? Is that how I want to be, or do I want to be something different and better? And I challenge you as men to, to look at his leadership style and say, I can be something better than that. I can listen to the advice of those around me and take good counsel. I can uh, provide support to my community. I can make sure that I am upfront and honest and that I am out front when, when the stuff hits the fan. I want to be the type of leader where people look at me and say, yes, I know that I can because he did, and I can be successful because he was. And that's what I'm going to challenge all of us men to do, is to, to, to just be better than 45. You can edit that out if you need to, but I really do mean that for us as a community. Be better. When it comes to being a leader, I think that the first thing a man has to do is he has to believe and know that he is one. I think we live in a society and a culture where we're taught that only particular or certain people can be leaders. And to be completely honest, all of us are leaders in our own right, similar to what Javon was just saying, you know, there are different types of leaders, but ultimately we should be desiring to be a true leader. And for me, I'm just going to keep it really simple. I think the most important aspect of a leader is his character because a person can have all of the accolades, they can have all of the respect, they can have all of the honor, they can have all of the money, they can have all of the things that to the outside world appears to be amazing and makes them such a great leader. They can be charismatic. They can be eloquent. But if their character is crap, I repeat, if their character is crap, they're not a true leader. 
similar to what Javon just stated. They are a type of leader, but are they a true leader? No, because they have to have the right character, the character of a man who actually is worth following. So for me personally, I believe that that is a man who is led by God and what his word says. I think that you have to have the ability to do what is going to be right in the sight of God. Going back to something that we talked about earlier, a leader, a true leader, also has to be teachable. What does that require? That requires humility and submissiveness, something else that Javon touched on earlier, but I don't think is often talked about enough when it comes to leadership. Most people think about taking charge and being the one that is leading the way, but one of the most important characteristics or qualities of a leader next to his character is his ability to submit, be humble, and teachable. If there aren't people that you actually look to for guidance, going back to the example that Javon gave, a type of leader that we know doesn't do that is not the type of leader that the majority of people have a sincere desire to follow. And when we're talking about a leader in the household, first and foremost, that man has to be willing to listen to and learn from his wife. See, it's one thing for a man to hear his wife talking. You know, most men have the ability to hear women talk, and usually that's the thing that men complain about. But unfortunately, the thing that they complain about is one of the best assets that they have, especially when that wife is truly a helpmeet, a partner, somebody that is coming alongside them and assisting them. I don't know any leader that can do it by themselves. I know that there are a lot of people who try, and they often fall short, and they often fail. I think that it's vitally important that if a man is married, that he's willing to listen and learn from his wife. And those are things that you have to be taught how to do. Most of us can hear, but not everybody knows how to listen. Listen. Within that word is silent. Most people don't know how to be silent. They don't know how to be quiet. They don't know how to take in what people are actually saying. When you talk about learning, that's something that's active. Going back to what Javon talked about earlier, different types of learning styles. That's something that is active. That is something that is very specific to each individual. So if you are unwilling to listen and learn from your wife, you're at a disadvantage, and more than likely you're not going to be an effective leader. I'm not going to say that people may not perceive you as a leader, but whether or not you're effective is something completely different. So to close out, I think that a leader also has to be committed to serving other people And just to reiterate what I've been talking about throughout this night, prioritizing his household first. It's nothing wrong with serving the community, serving other people, but please don't do it at the expense of your own household. See, I just learned something just then, Jonathan, because I did not know that silent was an anagram for listen. Well, I tell you, I learn something new every day if I can. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll wrap things up with this and just get your final thoughts, um, just your final thoughts on the podcast. And um, if you want to incorporate this question, you can. And that question would be, along with your final thoughts, can a guy qualify himself as being a man if he's not working on all six of these components? And Javon, I'll start with you on this. Can a guy qualify himself as being a man if he's not working on any of these six components? No, next question. That's easy. That's easy, Q. I can give deep intellectual thought 
and do my best Jonathan impression, but it's going to come down to the simple, no, you're you not a man if you're not working on something. Us as men have to be working on something. We ain't perfect. And the one that was ain't here no more. So we've got to be working on our stuff. I'm working on stuff. I got so much stuff I'm working on that I'm forgetting which other stuff I'm not supposed to, that, that I'm not working on. I got more stuff I'm working on than I'm not working on. I think that I'm pretty cool. I think I'm a pretty good dude. I, I think I'm a decent, I'm a good, I'm a great father. I got a shirt that even proves it. I'm a great father. I think that uh, when I'm in relationships, I treat the women well with respect. And I think that I'm a darn good podcast host. Yet, I'm still working on being a better father. I'm still working on doing better in relationships, and I'm still working on being a better podcaster. So as great as I think that I am in those areas, I'm still working on those areas. I've got some weight that I need to get off. I need to probably, I don't know, uh, stop playing basketball since I got two bad knees, but I'm still working on not doing things that I'm not supposed to do. Hey, I'm two months sober, haven't drank any alcohol in two months because that's an aspect of my life. That I'm trying. The point is, I'm consistently working on something. You as a man need to figure out what it is that you, where you are that isn't where you should be and figure out your path and your journey to get there. And so now that I've given you the short answer and the long answer, I'm going to turn it over to Jonathan to give you the medium answer. I definitely have to agree with one of the things that you said, which is the word working at it. I think that, or the statement working at it, I think that that is the crux. That is what it all boils down to. If you aren't working on it, then no, I don't think you can call yourself a man. And being a man isn't about perfecting those things either. It's about are you trying to be all of the things that we talked about today? Are you attempting or putting the, not even attempting, let me take that back, not even attempting. I want to stick with the word that Javon said because that is the word that it all boils down to. Work. Are you working at being a protector? Are you working at being a provider, a cultivator, a teacher, a visionary, and a leader? If you're not working in those areas and, like, seriously putting in work, this ain't where you go to your 9 and 5 and you put in work. Are you putting in work to develop yourself in those areas? If you are, then by all means, I think that you can call yourself a man. But if you're unwilling to do the work or you're not currently putting in the effort and doing the work that's necessary, then I don't think that you are worthy of that title. All right, man, this has been great. I want to – let me let me give you guys a round of applause. I know Javon likes applause, too. I'll give <laughs> you all a round of applause. I love your audience. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> and I want to thank you guys for helping to expand the minds of others. And, fellas, if you listen to this show, then, you know, then thank you. Now play it again. And, ladies, if your man hasn't listened to this show, then make him listen. Make your sons listen. I think these shows are needed as they allow you to hear things from this perspective of one gender without the other interrupting. Everything that was said here today needs to be respected and evaluated. This What Men Think series will be back on the Talk to Q radio show with more guests and more topics. I want to give my listeners a leg up on life because when you know better, you do better. So please pay attention to what's being said and recognize it when you see it in real life. Doing so for many can prevent future heartache. So on behalf of my guests, 
the artist formerly known as J. Mayo, Jonathan Emmanuel, and Javon. I wish you all a good day, and you've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. <laughs>